This is the To The Throne podcast. My name is Dan Santana. And my name is Dakota Kingery. Slash Dakota King. Slash Dakota King. On IG. Yep, that's me. And in real life. <laughs> and in real life. Dakota King We were just life. talking about, about the name, so. Yeah. Um, Dakota King. So, hey, welcome. I, like, we were talking about the last episode, everyone. And if you haven't listened to it, check it out. Um, but we were talking about the last episode, and um, we just felt like an inspiration from it, you know, from our conversation. It was a longer conversation. We don't yeah. usually have um, those long of, of, of episodes, but um, I thought it was good, impactful. We got some response from it, too. So we kind of want to keep the same theme going, right? Um, but before we jump into that, let's talk about something, because today the release of this podcast is Halloween. Right, spooky. Um, it it can be, I guess. Um, if you allow, <laughs> tell me, tell me about your you growing up in Halloween and how all that was. Just as you know, as your viewpoint of Halloween. My view of Halloween is this, and this is my view on a lot of things. If you mm-hmm. give attention to it, then you know it's whatever you give attention to will have life and will be. You know, it's like what you focus on. So. Um, growing up, I ne- we never focused on Halloween per se as this, you know, fearful skull and ghosts and all that stuff. We did Halloween stuff, you know, like we'd go trick or treating when I was super young. But then, you know, there was a time where it just transitioned to like all church events. So it was like right. fall festivals and trunks for che- treats and all that stuff. So um, I have no. You know, I think the Halloween is so interesting because it's a holiday that millions of people use to celebrate fear. That's what it is. So, yeah, um, that's my take. That's my hot hot take on Halloween. Cool. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of um, posts and threads and all these things, of course, um, especially by Christians. Um, you know, either defending the celebration of Halloween, not the celebration of evil, right? Or Right, right. But but uh of, you know, candy and dressing up and all those things that are that are harmless, right? Yeah. Um and then others that are just like, no, it's the devil's holiday. Right. And so it's one of those like it's it's to me, it's all about um, you know, allowing people to use their discernment, right? Yeah. Um and, and what they feel is best. Uh and I, I feel like, you know, again, we said on the last episode, I mean, we want to be people that glorify God in everything we do. And if something doesn't, you know, and it's a challenge because then it's like, well, then do I not watch this movie? Not scary movies, just movie right. in general, right? Or right. do I not engage in this song or this artist, right. you know? Um, and so I think it's all about guarding your heart. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't, I, growing up, we didn't celebrate it. You know, um, really at all. When I was younger, I can remember some things, but we didn't celebrate it. I didn't go trick or treating until I was like sixteen or something. You know, yeah. like, and that's right. a dumb age to go trick or treating because you start at sixteen, teenager. That's like <laughs> get out of here. Um, but I didn't even really do it. It was just right. my friends were like, "Let's go around your neighborhood." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." We didn't even dress up. You know, so, um, but you know, we and and same thing like with my kids and stuff. Like we really don't engage in it you know, all that much and everything. So, um, but it's a personal preference. Like yeah. I'm not going to judge. God is our judge. And so 
he can judge it. He needs to correct us um, on those things, you know? That's it. So that's it, man. Um, so there's our Halloween talk. We're gonna that's our step, Halloween side tone. <laughs> step off the pedestal there. Yeah. Um, l- lastly, to end, end the Halloween conversation, and we know this because we talked about it last year, if you remember, about how Christmas is like advertised during the fall now. Heavily. Right. And Which I I've love, by the this, way. You love it? I love the Christmas season. I love Well, I the love the Christmas season. I want it to be as long as possible. Right. But also, we talked about last year how we just skip over Thanksgiving and we skip yeah. over giving thanks. Right. And, and we just did a whole episode like it's whatever. on it. Right. And it's like, okay, let's give thanks and let's make that a priority and not be like, you know, because Christmas right. turns into the, ooh, presents and whatever. Um, and... So I just been noticing, of course, like I'm seeing Christmas songs at the beginning of October now. That's insane. Right? And commercials for Christmas. I mean, Halloween isn't it? Like in my opinion, like okay, if you're gonna skip Thanksgiving, that's one thing. But you now you're skipping Halloween. You know, like right. how far are we? Are we gonna skip Labor Day next we're, year? We're, what are we doing? We're, Fourth of July goes right into Christmas. Going. Right. Oh, so, I mean, I'm yeah. Let's do it. What's going on? I, I love Christmas, but I also think that we can devalue it. Yeah. But the power of Christmas is that it's such a short time. Yeah. Right? So I'm just like, let's keep it, you know, in its boundaries, its healthy boundaries, which, by the way, is a month. You know, it's it's a full month of celebrating Christmas and all that stuff. Um, But I'm not trying to listen to Christmas music right now. And this is not like some people are all into it. But it's just... No, you know, the yet. leaves are the leaves are turning, and we're not going yet. to the pumpkin patch, and then we're listening to Holly Jolly Christmas. That doesn't right. make that <laughs> it doesn't no, do not it yet. for me. You have right. to wait until at least at least like the week of Thanksgiving. But then you're spending you're spending that week on Thanksgiving stuff. So the I mean yeah. the rule is the rule is day after Thanksgiving do whatever you want. That's what I feel. I think it's yeah. to start. That's and maybe that's old school. I don't know, but um, no, you just go super hard. From but what, November. But what did we what did we say last year? It's about marketing. Yeah. Right? Well, we know that. It's and so now it's a marketing play. It's less a you know, keep yeah. it in its um in its boundaries. It's Everything more is marketing. about marketing. Right. Everything's marketing. And I mean we talked about it last week as well. Like, you know, we, we see people and what they're what they're doing and it's about marketing over actually yeah. lifting God up and building his kingdom, you know. Yeah. And um you and I went out to dinner uh last week and after we recorded the episode and everything and um you got some revelation I got some revelation you know separately and I told you I was like you know I just feel like right now based on our conversation on the last episode um I just feel like right now you know we see a lot of people in the Christian industry marketing the presence of God. Yeah. And can we market the presence of God? Is that our, you know, we are marketing what we do in ourselves. Yes. Right. But now that becomes a, well, you have to come to this event because the presence of God is there. And you know what I'm saying? And that yeah. to me, I'm like, well, we're two or three are gathered. Right. He's there. So I don't have to actually go to an event. Now, yes, can God do miracles? Can you know great things happen? We we love conference, right? We love going to conference at our church and yeah. um we understand the power of meeting, 
right, um, in a church. But we have to be careful. So you and I have talked about this, but we have to be careful that we're not pushing the presence of God as a marketing piece. Of course. Right? So tell me your thoughts on on that. Because when I told you that, you definitely were like, that's Well, because it's a strong thing. Because it's it is a very um, true thing in church culture today. I, it feels a little bit like this to me, and we're gonna go here, and you're gonna love it because this is you and who you are. It feels a little bit like the Michael Jordan effect, where you have Michael Jordan, who is obviously the greatest player of all time, and we're just gonna say that. And if you have a problem with it, DM us. We'll talk about it. But Michael Jordan's the best player of all time. Second best is Kobe, and that's just my opinion. Whatever. Anyways, yeah. but you have this effect where Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, all these players that played with Michael now have the ability to say, they, they, they get automatically, in my opinion, thrust into this category of, well, I'm a, I'm a part of the greatest team of all time. So why? Right. Because I played with the greatest player of all time. And to me, honestly, a lot of these players do not deserve to even, you know, like they don't have the same um, caliber of talent. But you see a lot of these players in examples like that that have played with great players or people who have been on great teams with great people or been a part of great companies of people who are really doing something, really something of substance, and they attribute themselves to it just for the sake of notoriety. And so, but it feels a little bit to me like that is the church, that we use God and we use the presence of God to lift ourselves up. To boost our own image. To lift our own image, to glorify Mm -hmm. our own houses, to glorify ourselves, but not to glorify Him. And we've talked about it a lot, and there's a... We talk. I feel like we talk about this. This is one of those things that we talk about a lot. Is, um, you know, this trend in worship culture of let's sing songs about us, about what God can do for me. Right. But what's the definition of praise and worship? What are the definitions of those words? You know what I mean? We're there to glorify, to behold, to lift Him up, mm-hmm. to praise Him. You know. So it's. There, it's like it seems to me that it's seeped into so many different categories of Christian culture. Is that we take the Lord who is to be beholden and right. glorified? He's holy, and uh, he is above everything that we could ever hope or imagine. And, you know, it's like he's so far ab- ab- above us, but we latch ourselves onto that to make ourselves greater, and it's like. You know, I think it's John 3.30, you know, it's like, I will become less and less, he will become more and more, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but it feels a little bit like God is great, and so then I can be great too. And let me use his name, let me use his power yeah. to get people around so that they can see how good I look. And I can't stand that. And so, they, you see that in like social media, you see it in... in Worship, you see it in like, you know, churches, and it's so unfortunate. And this is a bold thing statement that we're making, you know what I mean? Mm Because it's, but what are we here for? You know, like, what are, what is our purpose? Our purpose is to glorify the Lord. 
And there needs to be nothing after that. It's glorify God, period. You know, full stop. It's not glorify the Lord and then also gain notoriety and all these things, which, you know, we're not people who are afraid of success and notoriety because you have to steward it well. And, like, there's a difference between someone who has notoriety and and success and and has the heart of God, Mm -hmm. you know, because I believe that the Lord, like, King David was a king, you know, and he had a kingdom of people that served him and that, you know, honored him and all these things. But why? Because he was a man after God's own heart and it didn't cripple him. It didn't destroy him. Right. And the Lord enlarged his territory because of his heart. And so I just think that we have to make the main thing the main thing. And we can't market the presence of God. One, because the presence of God does not need to be marketed. Because, you know, like God does not need help. Yeah. Lifting up his own name, that he has creation to do that. You know, it's like look at, look at everything that he's made. Like creation tells of who he is. That's it. Um, so he doesn't need us. You know, what's the the rocks will cry out. You know, like so he he does not need us. So we have to get out of the way and just stop trying to lift ourselves up. Right. Right. So that's my thoughts. I mean, that's good. I think. Um, you know, we do have to clarify that this isn't a, you know, if you're famous or whatever, right? Or if, you, if the, the earthly fame is neg- not negative, okay? I mean, even the Bible in, in, you know, Matthew 1, I mean, it talks about how Jesus's fame went throughout, you know, Galilee. Yeah. And I look at that, and I'm like, okay, his fame and what he was doing, what he was speaking, even in his, you know, controversial kind of things that he would say, right? Challenging stuff still went throughout the land. Um, so of course having be like having fame isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Right? It's what you do with it. Having influence isn't a bad thing. It's what you do with it. Yeah. And so I think that's all we're trying to say is what are we doing with what God has given us? How are we stewarding it? Um it's easy to talk about stewardship all the time, but it's true. You know, Jesus yeah. stewarded his call. And that's why his fame went throughout the land because he obeyed the Lord. Right, he didn't sin. Yeah. He obeyed the Lord. So, um, you know, for us, I think it's about reminding people that, like you said, we we can't use these things that God has given us to glorify Him, and then use it to glorify ourselves. Right, right. Like try to get the light shined on us just a little bit, you know. Right. When the light should just be on Him. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a one spotlight on Him, right? Um. And uh, that's all it needs to be. And I think too often we're like trying to jump in the spotlight with them. You know, um, yeah. we're trying to get in. We're trying to get in the picture. You know what I mean? Photobombing. Right. And it's like, no, this is this is a portrait. Right. And it's all about him. And this is yes. what. You this know, is this is what what we worship. What who we worship. This is what we want to see. You know what yeah. it is? It's this. It is, and I think I mentioned this to you the other day. If anyone has listened to this and you've been to Miami or some famous beach town, you know, Miami, mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale, whatever, or you go to like Laguna Beach or California, all these things, there are people that make hundreds of thousands of dollars by renting out exotic cars. Yeah. And these people rent exotic cars. Why? So that they can drive around for a day 
and people can look at them driving in this exotic car, and mm-hmm. they take pictures with them. I think it's the funniest thing. And listen, if you take pictures with your car, great, go for it. Let's hope it's your car. If you take pictures with a, a Lamborghini, <laughs> sure, I'm not knocking you, but what I am knocking is the heart posture. Is right. You have this Ferrari that is elegant and it's gorgeous and it's taken years of craftsmanship by Enzo Ferrari to make this piece of machinery and it's legendary and it's iconic and it's classy and then you stand in front of it and take a picture with with it because it lifts you up but you did nothing that's the thing yeah you did absolutely nothing you did you have nothing to do with making that car it's like and that to me is this representation of like what you just said like we want to get in the spotlight of something that's holy and beautiful because we think that it yeah. makes us it lifts us up but it you know like what did we say last you know episode like the kingdom is in reverse yeah and you know jesus said the last shall be first and the first shall be last so yeah. i would i'm going to put myself last <laughs> you know what i mean because yeah. i that's how the kingdom works and i just think that it's it has got it's gotten too exhausting to see um it's gotten too exhausting to see churches and leaders and artists and people start to develop this um this it's this marketing skill for themselves uh-huh. based around like the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God yeah. and scripture and all these things. And it drives me up a wall because the Lord promotes those that he wants. You know, like we don't have to promote ourselves. Yep. I don't have to lift myself up. The Lord will do that if he trusts me. If he doesn't trust me, then he's not going to promote me. You know what I mean? It's like, why well, take it into my own hands? I don't know. That was just, I thought of that car thing and I just had to say Yeah, it, but. I feel you. I think, you know, with the car reference, um, yeah, it's about being seen in something and um and being seen as something. Yeah. You know, and you're again going back to value. Your value now is based on well, I have a picture with the Ferrari, cool. Right. Do but here's the thing about it. Yes, like all vehicles, n- none of us have anything to do with it, the vehicle creation, right? Right. Um but we do uh or we have the opportunity to invest in order to like um you know, enjoy right. the innovation of a vehicle, right? And so it it is the yes, I think standing next to a nice car, um, because it's nice and you and you want to stand like a dream car, you know? I don't think that's like a negative thing. No. I think it's the like you said, the heart behind it, if you frame it as if it's yours. Right. But it's not. Right. You know? Um, it's it's the and we've seen these memes, right? It's the the person wearing all the uh, the medals, right? And it's <laughs> yeah. them them making themselves the global yes. apostolic yeah. <laughs> leader of the galaxy. So, like, you know what I mean? And like anointing themselves as that. Right. It's that. Yeah. And I've said it many times. Um, uh, you know, Bill Johnson's quote again. I referenced him in the last episode. Again, two episodes in a row. This is how important uh, you know his quotes are in my life. But he talked about self promotion. How it's the worst you know, type of promotion. Yeah. Um, he's, and like you said, what God promotes, right? He's going to promote who he wants to promote. But what he promotes, right? He sustains it. Yes. 
He does the work for it. When yeah. we promote ourselves, we have to sustain it. Yeah. We have to do the work. We have to strive. It's constant. If we don't, if we're not promoting ourselves today, then then it goes away. You know, right? Yeah. And um, you know, I just look at that and I'm like, I I want God to promote me. And we've talked about this before as well. Like we want to be as famous as God wants needs us to be to serve yeah. His kingdom, not what makes me. Well, I have to be this famous in order for my life to be successful. Well, then right. our heart is wrong, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I look at that and say, it's all about the heart. If we go back to the roots of everything, it's all about the heart. Um, it's all about how how we per- perceive people and how we want people to perceive us. Yeah. And if we have the right heart, we can look at people with grace, right? Yeah. And because we want people also also to look at us with grace as well, right? Um, and so what we sow, we will reap. We're just going to quote a bunch of... Just, I mean... Quote the well-known um, scriptures, right? That's um, what it should whatever be. Whatever we sow, right, we will we will reap in return, right? Yeah. So if we give grace... So this is this is us also trying to walk in that too and yeah. not just dog it, but also say, hey, we all um, could be that person that you know, gets caught up in it because you and I both have things we're doing. We, to steward those things correctly, we have to promote them. Yeah. Right? And so I think promoting the things that we do sometimes get mixed up with promoting who we are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, um, you know, I was a worship pastor for many years, right? I can promote myself as a worship pastor, worship pastor. What happens when I'm, when I, just like now, when I stepped out of that role, right? Stepped out of that season and I haven't been a worship pastor for four years. What happens now, right? So if I built all my marketing on what I do and then, right. and then I, built, I, I combine that with who I am, then when I don't do that anymore, right? Then right. who I am goes away. Life but, is a vapor. Right, but it actually doesn't go away because... What I did isn't who I am. Right. Right? That's that's what I do, if that makes sense. So I think it's it's the how do we get some separation? Yes, you know, for instance, you you have many I mean, if anybody knows Dakota and has talked to you for an hour or something, they'll know how much stuff that you are interested in. You have a vast knowledge of many things, right? Um, and interest in many things. I mean, literally we can sit down and talk about almost anything, right? Yeah. And and you have something to say about it, right? And Probably. and have some sort of knowledge, right? So that being said, there's a lot of dreams and goals you have. Of course. But you can't um you know, do all those dreams and goals at the same time. Like you no. just can't do it, right? Right. It's impossible. And so you know that in in your life right now, you're going to be in this certain lane, but in 10 years or 20 years it's going to look different. So if yeah. that changes, right? Then and and you build your life around what you do and what you do and who you are are one and the same, then when that changes, you have to rebuild who you are every single time yeah. with what you do. Yeah. Right? So who you are is is uh, not going to go away or shouldn't go away. Um, what you do may change. So I think when you do self-promotion in the way of building a brand based on you and what you do, then there, there's where people get it striving and there's right. where people get in a trap. So it's about how do I put 
my efforts into promoting what I'm doing right now, right? Because again, stewardship is if you release a brand, yeah, you probably should take some pictures and show people, right? Yeah. Because no one's going to know. Yeah. It's, right. it's, it's, you have it's to, what you should you do, to, promoting good that. good stewardship. Right, but not promoting you as I'm the greatest whatever. Right. Or, you know, look at me, look what I've done, look what I well, drive. I think a lot of people have nice cars. Yeah. And show their nice car, cars off, and that's fine if they want. There's a lot of people who have nice cars and don't. And don't, right. Because their car is, you know, it, it's right. not, it doesn't add value to them in their minds, right. if that makes sense. It yeah. has value, but it doesn't add value to them. For other people, a vehicle can add value to them. It's, it's this. It's, um, it is this. And we love to the throne verses. We love verses that are very vertical yeah. because you know, they speak to what I believe is the key to handling any type of success is you direct it back to the Lord, right? That's what, you know, you talked about last episode, Revelations 4 is the elders sitting around the throne room. We have the, mm-hmm. you know, the crown of, um, you know, the gold that's placed on our heads and we, we take it off, we put it back at his feet because he's worthy of it, right? But yeah. where do we store up our treasures? We store them up in heaven, you know? And so... Um, how can we take all these things? And I believe that that is where the disconnect is exactly what you said. The market what you do versus who you are, I feel like that's the exact line and that's the disconnect is, okay, I, I'm receiving these, this um, notoriety. I'm receiving this success. What am I doing with it at that point? Am I storing it up here in myself here around me with things and opportunities and surrounding myself with people that agree with me, all these things, right? Am I storing them here or am I just directing them back to the Lord? Am I storing up my treasures in heaven? Am I creating, you know, like lasting impact in people? You know, there's a difference we talk about all the time. There's a difference between um, like impact and then followers, you know? Because a lot of times those do not correlate at all. Someone could have a million, hundred million followers, but whose impact is greater? You know, it's like it's about the impact you leave, not about how much you can gain. And so I think that like those are the things that you store up in heaven is the impact that you leave, how you honor people, how you treat them, um, how you take care of them, how you steward your time and your resources, how generous you are, all these things. Yeah. That's how you store up treasures in heaven. And that is how you go to the throne is you don't, you don't foster it, you don't hold it in yourself. You say, Lord, it's yours anyway. Thank you for giving right. it to me, but I'm just going to give it back to you. Like the elders in the throne room, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take my crown off. That's what I, that, that, that imagery is some of my favorite imagery in the, in the entire Bible because the Lord has given them this crown, and he's put them in a place of leadership, of eldership in heaven around him. Think about that. There's 24 elders sitting in the throne room with God that God has given them this position mm-hmm. and given them this crown on their heads, but they take it off and they put it before him. So how, like that is how we need to live. And that's how we need yeah. to operate is that when stuff comes to us, we don't hold on to it. We say it goes through us. And I believe that through that, the Lord can benefit and bless our lives, right? Like I have been blessed tremendously, even as late of some things that God has done in my life. But I can it has to go through me, you know? 
It has to go yeah. through me, and and I have to say, okay, it's not, it's the glory is the Lord's. It has nothing to do with what I did, you know. It has nothing to do with who I am, or the skills I have, or the, the time I've spent, or you know, the people I know. It's the glory is the Lord's, and right. so, um, and I think that just brings us back to what this all is about: is going to the throne, and that is the reminder: is that if you, you you have to take everything in your life and take it there. You have to take the success there. You have to take the failure there. Because if you don't, it'll ruin you. That's Because we think about this. We are not built to hold any of that. Yeah. Like the Lord is the only one that can hold any any glory and any like any amount of worth. Right. Um, you know, like we're not built for that. So we're not built to be praised. No. I mean, we can be. And of course. This, this world, again, is is the opposite of what the kingdom is. And so the world is built on praise. Yeah, that's what it it's is. It's just built on praise, man. Um, I love, dude, I love the imagery, like you said, about elders being around the throne, right? Yeah. So let me, let me, uh, as you were talking, man, God was just like reminding me of things. So there's a clip, it's been going around, it's from John Bevere. He, uh, this is actually from one of his books too, but he, you know, spoke about him speaking in South America at a church and how, you know, the presence of God. I mean, he, he, he was there before he spoke and he was there for an hour and a half and it was just dead. You know, people were just staring and not engaged and that whole thing, you know, right. not giving yeah. reverence essentially. Right. And so basically he, you know, he, he called them out to say, hey, you know, give reverence to the Lord, right? Yeah. He's not going to show up. That's what the Lord spoke to him. Holy Spirit said, hey, you know, I'm not going to show up if there's no reverence, Yeah, which is interesting, right? Um, and so he talked about how, you know, the, the uh, waves of the presence of the Lord came, right? And the third wave, he said, um, it was a wind like a jet. He said like a jet engine starting. It was a wind. And um, in this place that was just kind of like quiet and people just mumbling, whatever, people were just... You know, when that came, you you just heard an uproar of you know screaming and praise and yeah. all that, right? Yeah. And um, he said something interesting, and this is a kicker, and it's so good. He said, you know, he said, "Daddy didn't walk into the room." He said, "The king walked into the room." Wow. So there's a reverence, I think, that we lose sometimes because we are very much Daddy God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's cringy. I hate that, Daddy God, right? <laughs> Dear Lord, Daddy God. Um, we're very much that way, which he is, but we lose the, he's the king. Yeah. We lose the, you know, and so it's, he's both, but he's a king who is a father, right? Yeah. And so I look at that and and say, you know, are we reverencing him as the king? And, um, you know, who, do we want to actually be around the throne? Do we desire to be in that location? Because if we do, we have to put our crowns down. Yeah. We can't wear the crown and still be in proximity to him. Yeah. We can't. The more we wear the crown, the further away we are from him. That's the very crown he gave us. Yeah. So if we want to be in proximity to the Lord, we have to put it down. And the very thing, and those crowns are the things on this earth, again, that we see value, right? Um, You know, Queen Elizabeth passing away. And her whole funeral, I mean, they had the crown on the casket the yeah. whole time, right? Yeah. Um, and you just see that crown and how much it costs. And, you know, and it's, 
even how much it costs, it's almost invaluable because it's like, yes, you can put a number on this crown, but it's what it represents, right? Right. Um, and so just imagine that's what he puts on our head. That's yeah. what he puts on our head. Something that is like, you can't even count the cost, right? Um, but too often, what do we do? It's, it's now the Ferrari. Look at the crown that's on my head, everybody, you know? And when it should be, right back at his feet. What? A, yeah. Why? What? Because that, that's how we get in proximity. That's how we we actually worship him. Well, there there can't be two kings in one you know room. Right. It's like, um, what I love is, and as we well, there can sort of, be. Let me let me say there can be, but he's the king of kings. Of course. So what, that means he is he has anointed us to be kings and queens, right? We're heirs to the throne. But when yes. he walks in, he's he's it. Yes. Our crowns. Our crowns only have value because he his crown has value. Exactly. Right. So um, as we sort of close this down, I think it's great to bring it, it back, bring it back here. If you think about this spirit that we're we're trying to we're trying to get out is the spirit of self promotion, the spirit of uh, pride, essentially, is what it is, you know? And it's got a lot of things attached to it. Um, but the thing about pride and the thing about this self-promoting sort of spirit mm-hmm. is that it likes to cover up flaws. You know, have you ever, like, prideful people, it's normally from a place, place of insecurity, you yeah. know, of saying, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to let these people see what I need. I'm not going to let people see these flaws. But what is... The, the Lord say, come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy to help, you know, to obtain mercy and find grace to help you in your time of need. Yeah. You know, we've got, we've got these flaws and we've got these things like we are flawed and we are broken and we are incomplete and the Lord is the only perfect one, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to, we have to come back to this place that um, he's, he's the one that completes us. And we have to live in such a way, understanding that without grace and mercy, that we we're nothing. And I think that that is, I think there's there's some keys like thankfulness and gratefulness. Those things are great, right? But I think we have to understand that without the grace and mercy, we're nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. We wouldn't yeah. be here. We're nothing. And so we have to live. We have to to live in success, in notoriety, in opportunity on platforms, off platforms, understanding that it's by the grace of God, that it's because of his mercy that's new yeah. every morning that I get to be yeah. here, that I get to do this. Because it, otherwise, it's, you know, it's yeah. like taking that crown for yourself, you know? But it's by the grace of God that we need. Yep. But we only get that when we come to the throne boldly, you know? That's good. So let, let, me, let me add something to that too. Tack it on. Just because, man... I don't know. God's just talking to me. So if you if you waited this long in the episode, then this was this is a word, right? To receive. Some people check out after fifteen minutes, twenty. I don't know. If you waited this long, hey, God's going to speak to you. So you said something really good. You said something about you know covering up flaws, right? Yeah. Um, and, and insecurity and all that stuff. We all have them. We all have them. We all have our ways of covering it up. Um. The flaws, the things that have happened to us, uh, you know, a lot of the times it's our sin, you know, that that we're carrying around. We don't want people to see, and so we just hope that the the sh- the sheen on our crown is so bright that it 
like blinds people so they can't see right. who we really are. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we got to keep it on because if we keep it on, then they won't actually see yeah. who we are, right? <clears throat> so it's all about recognizing who Jesus is and what he's done. Yeah. He's the king. Um, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, right? Mm-hmm. Ark of the Covenant was very important as the Old Testament, um, you know, covenant between the Lord and people. And, um, you know, one of the things that they would do, um, you know, is they would, you know, sacrifice and throw blood on, on you know, the Ark and as a sign of covering the sin of the people, you know. Now, when Jesus passed, um, you know, he that's what he did, right? Yeah. That's what his blood was now the thing that covered us. And we all know that, right? Maybe some of you are new Christian, Jesus's blood is what covered our sin. So we no longer have to do with that Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, right? Um, but just think about this. A king shed his blood for us. And when he was shedding his blood, he was wearing a crown. So the blood of Jesus as a king is covering our sin. And I think that to me is he's so much, he's so worthy. Um, you ever see, I'm sure you have, uh, Indiana Jones, the last one, right? Of course. Uh, not the last, not the Crystal Skull one, the last of the trilogy, okay? Yeah. Um, the Last Crusade. So that one is so good because it's all about finding the cup of Jesus, right? Right. The Ark of the Covenant. Right. Ark of the Covenant. And we, and, and we know, not the Ark of the Covenant, the, the cup of Jesus, right? Well, yeah. Ark of the yeah. Covenant was the, was the first one. That's right. Um, but it was about f- finding, you know, Jesus, that cup, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, what's interesting about that is that, you know, when it comes to sacrifice and everything, that cup ended up being a wood cup because he yeah. was a carpenter. That crown while he was on the earth ended up being a crown of thorns, crown of wood. And that's just interesting to see that when Jesus was on earth, how he was perceived and who, what he put himself through as the king and said, yeah. he's even wearing a crown, but it's not a crown like you think it is Yeah, on the earth. And as he left this earth in his death, he, he had a crown on. It's a crown of sacrifice. And, uh, right. And when he rose, he had another crown on, you know? And so I just think, like, we have to remember that his blood is what covers our sin. If we're struggling with finding our value, um, you know, in, in hiding our flaws, it's like, well, no, he's the only one that can actually cover our flaws, right? Yeah. So what do we have to do? We have to receive um, forgiveness from him. You know, and we have to let the blood that was shed um, on this earth, right, to cover those sins while he was wearing his crown. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's, that's the word it. I had. I think that's the perfect way to cap it out. So go to the throne. That's it's all there. It's all there. You, if you listen to us this far, you know by now that that's where everything else ends. So. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We pray that this was, in, it, this encouraged me and this spoke to me and I'm, we're the ones doing the podcast, you know? So, um, I think this is great and, um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting. Um, as always do all the things like subscribe, rate and review. Um, and again, like we really appreciate the feedback. And so, you know, if this helped you in any way, DM us, you don't got to share anything, although we love sharing and, you know, like tagging a post, all those things. Those are all great, right? Um, but even if it's just a message saying, you know, this impacted you, like we appreciate that. It means a lot to us. So um, that's what it's about for us. It's not about the notoriety. It's not about the followers. It's not about, you know, 
It's not about the share, all the likes and stuff. It's about um, saying what we feel like the Lord wants to say. So, um, yeah. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. Um, we got some big stuff coming soon, so stay tuned. Obviously, we say that all the time, but it's coming very soon. So um, stay tuned, and I think I think I'm covering everything. Um, and as always, if you know us around here, thank you for going to the throne with us. Peace out. Later. Later.